Hello. Hey, welcome. We're back. It's fucking episode two. I am, I think I'm more excited this episode than I was episode one because I saw how many people were like listening and holy fucking shit. I'm like, I am, like, I can't say thank you enough. Like, there are not, there's not a big enough time slot in the world for me to say thank you enough for all of the likes, for all of the ratings, for all of the follows, for all of the shares, for all of the tags, for sharing it on Instagram, for talking about it on social media, period. Like, my dream is happening right in front of my eyes and it is the craziest thing ever. So, if you listen, thank you. If you listen and shared, thank you. If you listen, shared, and tagged, thank you. If you listen, shared, and tagged, and rated, thank you. I'm so excited. Okay, sorry, that was loud. Um, So, today's episode, I already have a special guest and I, this one, this one hits hard. This one hits in all the ways that you want it to. It gets a little bit nasty if you will. And that is because one of the most beautiful people that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting in this lifetime is on. She is the person that showed me that my body is worthy of love right where it's fucking at. Not if I lose five pounds, not if I lose 10 pounds, not if my stomach gets a little less pudgy, not if my face thins out. She taught me that my body is beautiful right fucking now, right where it's at. And ever since she has come into my life, I have seen this side of myself that just... I didn't know was capable of existing. This is the first Fortress Athletics athlete that I ever had the pleasure of meeting. This is the person who taught me the the levels to letting people in. If you know me, it's very, very hard for me to let people into my life and to let them see the dark things and to let them just see the personal and private things which is ironic because, you know, I'm hosting a podcast where I'm trying to talk about that, but whatever. It's not about me. It's about her. And, um, this person taught me to say yes and to everything. I could not be more grateful to have someone like this in my life. She is the yin to my yang. And I am so excited for you guys to get to meet her. So without further ado, it's time to get a little nasty. I'm introducing you to the queen of Beaudoir, the queen of self-love and self-empowerment, the one and the only Miss Jack, if you're nasty. Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is take two. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest. We just recorded probably 15 minutes worth of shit. <laughs> And I didn't have the mic plugged in. (laughs) So, as I was saying, Jack, you've already been introduced. It's not as special now because you already fucking know. I did not tell Jack that I had an intro recorded for her already. She still does not get to hear it until next week. Mm, I'm excited. But um, this is the one... And the only Miss Jack, if you're nasty. And we are going to get a little nasty up in here. So let's jump to the part. I think it was really good to talk about um, the first time that we met. Mm-hmm. Was um, our friend was competing in Milwaukee, which is like 
a six-ish hour drive um, for me and Jack was like the halfway point. So I drove to Jack and then Jack took over. God bless your soul because I hate driving, number one. I love driving. Passenger princess. For, I don't like princess. I know it goes together, but like I'm a little bit better than a princess. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, But I'm a passenger princess for life. I hate driving. And so Jack drove the hard part <laughs> to Milwaukee and um, we, it was she was the first Fortress Athletics athlete that I had ever met, and I trauma-dumped on her. <laughs> I was in a very, very rough mental state, and Jack is this, like, warm, like, buttery, gooey feeling, and so it was just like, Bleh, here's my life. Um, but it's okay. That's That's the beauty of how our friendship started. We have been through two preps together. We uh, prepped for only the strong together, and then Jack walked me through the indie prep, which was hard. I mean, I don't know how you and and Abby did back to back. I I just couldn't. I have will done never it. again. Um, I had already so I competed in June, and looking back. I feel like June to December was okay, but to go mm. compete in June, compete in December, and then compete again in March was like, bleh. <laughs> but I mean, you live and you learn, right? Right. Like, you're you're testing your, your limits and your boundaries and what feels good and what doesn't feel good, and I think you found out, like, no, that's too much. Yeah. I, I went too far. So, we are enjoying off-season together. Um, mm-hmm. We did deadlifts today. We... Well, you did deadlifts, and I, like, <laughs> skimmed a bar up my sweaty thighs. <laughs> Dreamality is, it's very, it's very much so a powerlifting gym, and so the airflow is not always top-notch, and we were sweating our balls off <laughs> before we even got to, like, our main work. Like, we had done our warm-up stuff, and Jack was like, can we turn a fan on? And I was like absolutely we can turn a fan on um, and I think we thought that it would be some kind of like you know a model wind in the hair kind of situation but it was more like just me shoving my crotch in front of the fan and feeling like everybody's getting crotch dusted here oh my <laughs> crotch dusted I'm fucking dead okay that's a new t- I'll never be able to use that like in yeah. real life like but <laughs> Definition of crotch dusting is when you're standing in front of an industrial fan with uh, your sweaty crotch and it's just blowing all over the room. The good news is, is there was like one other person back there the entire time and he had headphones in. So shout out to you, sir. I know for actively ignoring for us. Act- he did. He ignored us so hard. I'm pretty sure he was like these fucking bitches the entire time, but it was fine. I mean... He did yeah. his thing. Um, yeah, he congrats. didn't have a, like a nasty look on his face. No, he's fine. I mean, I don't think that he had ever been crotch dusted before. <laughs> but crotch dusted. I hope. Well, so we were talking about like isms and asms. I told y'all I was gonna get a little nasty. Um, we were talking about isms and asms, and so one of the isms that I use personally on a daily basis is, "Are you shitting my dick?" <laughs> Or are, <laughs> or are my you, favorite is to come. It, mine too. Um, did you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> you're so 
said, so we were talking, you said my favorite is to come. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, but I, <laughs> I like to say, um, are you fist fucking my asshole right now? Not, oh, I love that so hard. <laughs> not something that you, <laughs> that you can say regularly, um, but it is my favorite ism. Oh, it's special. You have to save that for when you really mean it. Yeah. Like when, when it is an absolute what the fuck situation. Yeah. You can use, are you fist fucking my asshole right mm-hmm. now? And it will throw... And that's also like a quality like Reddit search. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Things I'm not ever going to do in my <laughs> life. Search Reddit. Okay. So as we mentioned before, Jack is the epitome of self-love. Jack Hmm. taught me to love myself, honestly, ever since we first met. So if you don't follow Jack on Instagram, it's like miss.jack.if.your.nasty. It's Miss Jack, no K. No, yeah, no K. Yeah. It's J-A-C. And... And your is spelled correctly. Yes. So if you don't know how to spell your, you're not, you are not going to find her. <laughs> There's your context clues. Fucking use them. So, <laughs> um, so she's all about self-love and admiring your body for right where it's at not from 10 years ago not from five years ago not from 10 pounds ago not if you would gain weight not if you would lose weight like right where you're at and the biggest thing jack ever taught me was that i am beautiful and sexy and hot exactly where i'm at not so like i talked about before i i was trying to do the whole bikini athlete thing And there are days that I go back to that and I'm like, okay, I need to be smaller to feel better. And that's not the case. I got pretty much naked in Jack's garage. Mm -hmm, Very much so. And I mean, my, I was covered by very small pieces of fabric and (laughs) it was, it was a pivotal moment for me because on days where I feel fluffy or like I have gained a little bit of weight, um, coming out of a meat Um, I kind of like let go for a little bit of being strict about macros and stuff. I look back at those and I, the thing is, is I weighed the exact same in those pictures as I do right now. Mm -hmm. It was before I had cut those spinal pounds for the meat and I'm like, okay, I'm fucking hot right here. Like anybody would stop right here and be like, damn. So Mm -hmm. why is that any different than today? So as much as you feel comfortable go into your your journey of learning to love yourself because I think that's very 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 inspirational Mm -hmm. and I think that out of anything especially for the women listening that is what they'll take away from today gosh I mean like that's a huge thing for me like it really like it goes into the core of me when you say that I helped you learn how to love yourself better like Because I'm still on that journey, you know? I don't think it ever ends. No, it's a process. um, And I think, you know, it depends to, like, where you're starting from. Um, But, yeah, I'm still on that journey. But what I want more than anything is for other... I focus on women probably most. But other women to stop fucking beating themselves up. 
you know? Yeah. And if there are ways that, like, assist, like, I think saying, well, oh, just start loving yourself for the body that you're in right now without having behaviors and actions in place that help support that growth, it's, like, uh, right. it's a... An, a process that is really, really hard. And so, you know, I, I think I kind of focus on um, the combination of lifting and lingerie. That's like... That was almost the title of this episode. <laughs> almost. It's in the description. Well, and I'm pretty sure, like, we all fantasize... Come on. Like, we all fantasize about starting a podcast. Oh, you actually did yeah. it because you're fucking badass. Um, but mine would <clears throat> definitely be called lifting and lingerie. Because I think those two things in my experience and honestly now the the more i get into meeting women like me it's that combination i'm not unique and i'm not special it's that combination that helps women it's that's a lie she is unique and she is special but okay continue <laughs> really start to sit down in themselves it's this like it's this coming home and this comfort in your skin um that you get with each one of those components. Um, so, um, I had a place in my brain I was going to take that, and it left. I'm pretty sure I mentioned in the intro that we both have ADHD. Severely. So when we get on a tangent about birds. Oh, we're going to talk about owls. Yeah, eating just, your neck. Just stop. Okay, but just, we can't go there yet. No, uh, there. but when we get on a tangent, just stay with us. We'll We'll... Probably not bring it back, but well, we'll try to edit we'll, most yeah. of it out. Um, so here, so my journey when I was two, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, you know, I think sometimes, um, like I, I only started Miss Jack uh, two years ago, and um, sometimes I'll be talking to my husband, and you know him as the saboteur. Um, his name is Will, for those of you <laughs> who are curious. Shout out to you, Will. I love you. He's like the best person ever. So I'll be talking to Will and just about how much it blows my mind, um, how well received it was. Um, yes. And especially by women. I think it can be difficult to, um, to show that part of yourself that part of like I'm trying to 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 find out what makes me feel sexy and beautiful and whole um and it is not an uncommon response to then have women put you down yes or not like that process for you um but that has not been my my experience like I've been like I found some of my best friends through yeah. this account. It, it blows my mind, and I don't know how people know that, like, I'm just trying to be real and connect to myself and others. But but I think that that's just it, is that you are real, and you're connecting to yourself, and that's something that a lot of women struggle with, is like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And especially when you come from places like Tiny Town, Illinois, mm -hmm. where they, you know... They have this stipulation of you have to be this housewife that cooks and cleans and sits down and minds her P's and Q's and doesn't say anything. Well, they think that that is, you know, the mm -hmm. ultimate perfect woman. And then to see an account like that, mm -hmm. so I feel like they're going to take it one of two ways. 
oh my gosh, I wish that was her, mm-hmm. or or I wish that was me, or they're going to try to shame you. How dare she? Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, it still comes from a place of like jealousy almost. Maybe not jealousy it's is the that, right word. It's that shadow work, you know? Yeah. It's the parts of yourself that you, you've shunned and you shut away that you see in others that you judge severely. So, so would you, because we've talked before that you used, you were not always like this. No. Well, and I was kind of going to say like, I, I was that person that I had this narrow view of what I was allowed to be. And I've had this conversation with other people as well, just that being a being a woman um and being a girl you know we are so sometimes subtly sometimes not taught that our bodies are not our own yes they they Ooh, that is so are yeah. they are to serve others either for us to be beautiful to look at um or to have babies to to birth for others to right. feed others literally from our bodies um you know that sex is isn't to be enjoyed in a way uh that is focused on our pleasure that it's performative um our bodies are not our, our own we're you know sexually assaulted touched in ways we don't want to, cajoled into things that we don't want to, um, you know, and then we become mothers and our bodies are not our own. They are literally to grow and to feed and to support and be there for these little humans or we're, you know, we're wives or partners and are all of a sudden, you know, this view of what it means to be a, a partner uh, a spouse and our sexuality and our bodies are not our own. They only live in the space between us and our spouse. And so it's it's all of these things that I think kind of clamped me down. Right. Um, and it was kind of, it just reached a point where I had had, you know, I was with Will. We got together when I was like 21 and we had two beautiful babies and I was the all in mom like if you look at my camera roll from you know five years ago and on I don't think there's a picture of me in it that isn't covered with babies right um and so you know I, I I did live for others it was all about others and it reached a point where I kind of didn't recognize myself anymore. I had put down so many parts of myself to focus on and care for my family that I felt like, who the fuck am I? I, I, you know, had gained a bunch of weight, although I had never been small. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't listen to music anymore. I Jack I'm, is the best human when she's listening to music. I love music. It's like the, it like goes into my soul. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like it your is, soul comes out. Like when we're jamming to your nineties beat. Like <laughs> she when nineties music comes on, like I mean, how can you not dance? That's to 90s true. Music? I I'm barely a nineties baby, but um 
my parents raised me on 90s music and so mm-hmm. like when 90s music comes out it's like the very depths of jack's soul are like oh here we are well because i'm i'm an 80s baby right that's what i was trying but to like say. you know my childhood was in the 90s right. um yeah and i you know i did i brought that to to will and because he is amazing he's like all right go find it go find it and I did and I've worked really really hard to go back and remember who I am and pick up those pieces and be open to the world and be curious about myself and be playful I think that we forget how to play we're so concerned with looking cool or a certain part or playing a certain part and being serious and taking ourselves seriously that we forget how to play and how to experiment and how to be curious and how to make fools of ourselves and and have that be okay and I have learned more about myself in the last five years by saying fuck it yeah and fuck yes and like almost looking at my life as an improv class yes and yes and because that opens up the world to you and being willing to make a fool of yourself like I so (laughs) make when I think about making a fool of myself and some people are like that's not making a fool of yourself I will when I feel like I'm starting to get tight in a situation I Mm -hmm. will start to twerk (laughs) and everybody's laughing but that is my way of like okay bring it bring it back out like you're Mm -hmm. you're closing you're you're not letting yourself out when you can feel yourself shrinking because then everybody starts to laugh and then like some people will be like oh my gosh how do you do that we were at the meet in indy and i was literally teaching like four girls in the warm-up room how to twerk and it was the best time because we were it kind of took us away from the seriousness of the meet first i love dancing and I played the same song like 30 times in my headphones and I was just like in my, but those kind of things bring out, bring out that playfulness. So like that's Mm -hmm. how I get my playfulness to come back out in Mm -hmm. some, in most circumstances I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have learned to, so Jack and Liz both I think are the two major influences of yes and, and fuck yes and Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, like, fuck, no, I'm not going to go back into this box that you're trying to shove me into. So you, Jack has done pictures for me, but all of your stuff is done literally on your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something I heard someone criticizing, you know, iPhone boudoir with like their nose stuck in the air. And my problem with that attitude towards it, I absolutely know that a real camera and a real photographer, they are creating something spectacular. Right. Right? But I also know it's not accessible to everybody. Um, and that's what I don't like about it. I love the fact that most people have a pretty goddamn good camera. Oh, yeah. With them at all times. And that is accessible. Yeah. I, I, what I want is... For everybody to have the ability to have have themselves as art. Yes. So that's kind of where I was like leading into was like, so we did this in Jack's garage <laughs> and also... <laughs> I hope that you'll the, share one. Like someday. After you release this, 
I'll tell you, I have like two or three favorites. I do too. Um, it is still so. No, I have like six favorites. I was gonna say no, because like I just keep thinking about like all these images, and I'm like, oh fuck me, it's just so, gorgeous. I am. I would say balls deep in this like journey of learning to love mm-hmm. myself, and. So, but we, so we do this in Jack's garage with, with her iPhone camera and I had had a shoot done before that I, and no offense to this photographer, it was nothing to do with her. It was mm-hmm. just like, I was not mentally in the place for that. Mm-hmm. And so I have the one and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hated like every picture that came back. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, I love this one. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love this one. And oh, we did this. Um, I was hanging from things <laughs> and like to see your body, no matter what size or shape or mm-hmm. what colors are on it or what marks are on it. Like, mm-hmm. I've got scars everywhere. I grew up mm-hmm. as a tomboy. So, like, I've got a huge scar on my leg from falling out of a tree. And I thought it would honestly be healed by now. And it's going to be there forever. But, like, to see... The other thing is Jack doesn't... Like, there is no face tuning. There is no... No, I don't even know how to do that. There's... It is your raw and real body with lighting yeah so I throw it into um an app called Tezza where you can kind of change the colors and the bat and the I do like brightness and contrast and but those were the thing like when I when I look at those pictures still today that's like there is no nothing was reshaped or reformed because I want it to be you nothing was photoshopped in or out right nothing was smoothed like Mm -hmm. that is just my body and mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. Oh god, I love that. And I want which I, and I know that like this is you we want every single woman mm-hmm. on the planet to experience. Granted, two girls with iPhones cannot do that, but <laughs> the it's Well, but you know, I have people and it I think it kind of is such a weird experience for me um that like somehow I've like an authority on this where people reach out for like pointers on shooting themselves with um, their phone or with planning outfits or angles or poses. And I love that because absolutely like I send you links and I send you ideas and I'll send you, you know, an Amazon kimono, whatever. Like I definitely have learned a lot in the last couple of years of doing this. Um, but yeah, it's this it's it's interesting to have people come and ask me for pointers, but um I don't know where I was going with that. That's okay. Um Oh yeah. So I have my theories. Okay. I like to like I'm an overthinker. Do you know what I mean? I don't think okay, overthinking, like to, yes, but I think you are a deep thinker. I'm a, yes. I like that word better cuz I feel like overthinking has like a negative connotation to it. Yeah. You're a very deep thinker mm-hmm. I like to be really soulful about everything yes um so here here's my opinion on why I think I'm gonna lay out my 13 point plan <laughs> on why everybody should take boudoir pictures of themselves um one everybody I've done it for has had it it's a life-changing experience absolutely 110 percent um and here's five why I think it is. Five star review. Five out of five. Five out of five. Ten out of ten would do again. <laughs> um, here's my theory on it. 
I think the mirror is a damn liar. Absolutely. And one reason is that it doesn't give you the possibility of all the different angles that you possess. And another reason is it doesn't give you the grace of time as a distance from your image. Yes. And time softens a lot of stuff. So like when we first started taking pictures, um, you know, Will would hand me the camera and I'm like, ugh, no, 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 no. And, you know, we'd get done and I'd say, oh, I only like one of these images. And then, you know, a week later or two weeks later, I would go back and I'm like, well, wait, this one's beautiful. This one's beautiful. This one's beautiful. And so the mirror doesn't give you that kind of distance right? to be able to come back and appreciate that moment um, like, a, like a picture does. And with, you know, now I've taken a lot, a lot, a lot of pictures. And with practice, um, what I find is that I'm less judgmental in the moment. I'm happier with the images. I have a less narrow view of what makes a good image of me or what when I look good it has broadened um I love that yeah with practice and um you know when we would do a shoot and I'd be happy with two photos because my legs had to look a certain way or um my arms or whatever and now I'm like oh it's it's all great yeah and I have just created with this process, I have created almost like, you know, well, I'm older than you, but in fifth grade, they came out with soft focus for school pictures. Was that okay. a thing for you? Anyway. I don't remember. You could always <laughs> tell the kid who had like just started having acne because like it's all these crisp school photos and then it's the one that's airbrushed and like very soft. Oh, yeah. So I like to say that like this process has created like a soft focus view of myself. Yeah. And it's not about creating an unrealistic view. It's just giving yourself grace, giving yourself space, knowing that do I always look like the image from every angle, you know, that I post right. on Instagram? No. No. No, I'm a human being. I don't always look like that and I don't look like that from every angle. But do I look like that? Yes. In that moment at that angle? Yeah, absolutely that's me. So I can take that image of myself and I can put it and hold it in my head and I carry that with me everywhere I go. So like I enter a room and I can enter confidently. I know that I am fucking gorgeous. Yes. And I can say that without being an asshole because I can own it. I don't think there's anything wrong with owning your body, owning your beauty, owning your power. That is confidence and it's, it doesn't have to be ego driven. Yeah. It is actually like this calm and this peace that I've never had before. And I want to feed off of that it's not ego-driven because there is a difference between someone who is conceited and someone who is confident. And so when you're walking into a room and you are owning that power of yourself, I also think of that as like, I am owning exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. And no one in this room is going to take that from... Like, I just see that as such a like a unique thing Mm -hmm. to be able to do that I wish 
every single person, male or female, honestly, Mm -hmm. listening to this could do is to walk into a room and be like, owning that, like, this is who I am and I love it. Well, and I think, like, just seeing you say that, like, owning my space and owning my body, when you're doing it from, like, that, that place in your, in your gut, you know, it's about owning my space. It's not about taking up extra space. It's not about taking space that doesn't belong to me. That's not what it's about. It's not about being grandiose and being larger than life. And hey, everybody look at me. It's like, I just want to sit in my skin and know that I belong wherever I am. And that's such an important thing. So when when we, because you'll hear a lot of powerlifters, especially females, say, yeah. get in there and take up space. That yeah. is such a good way to dig into that phrase mm-hmm. is it's not about taking up more space. No. It's not about, but it's owning your yeah. space. So yes, take up space, yeah. but own your space. Yeah. I have a right to it. I'm, yes. You know, I'm entitled to be here. I'm entitled to feel comfortable here. Um, Yeah, I think it's really, really important. That was the most beautiful way to, like, think about that. It just, like, as you said, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because that phrase is used so much. It's not a bad phrase. No, but it's not about puffing yourself up to be bigger than you are. Bigger or better, right. That's not what it's about. It's just how how do I be in a space and know that I absolutely am worthy and I'm enough and I belong wherever I am. I also think, too, so, like, I, I lifted this gym. I lifted Dreamality all week long Mm -hmm. the so uh, me and jack are a lot alike in like very deep um intuitional and like spiritual ways like on the inside we're we're Mm -hmm. very we look polar opposite (laughs) jack has beautiful like light hair and light eyes and like this like when i think about like like the word woman like jack is the word woman and then you (laughs) and then you look at me and I've got the dark hair and the dark eye makeup and my eyes are dark and I wear but like we have this beautiful like feeding off of each other's energy thing and Mm -hmm. so we're walking in the gym together and like normally I've got my headphones in and not necessarily that my head is down Mm -hmm. but I'm just very like existing like I'm just there and like I was there today and I'm like hello we're fucking here. Good mm-hmm. afternoon to you because we took three hours in the gym today. Oh my god, I thought it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> but we got so we're talking about like things that we should talk about on the podcast, and then we get into this like just we're literally like supposed to be doing bicep curls. Sorry, Liz. And hey, we did them. We, we did. did. Em. We actually did our accessories. Yeah. We never do our accessories. Together. Hey, sh- 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 <laughs> that can be edited out. <laughs> We're just kidding. We always do our accessories together. Every single time, all of them. We don't skip a single one. Um, but we get into these like deep, like heartfelt conversations. <clears throat> and I was saying all that to say, like, I get in there today, and there's this like confidence in me that was not normally. Granted, it was also like empty in there, which was fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. I, I love an empty gym, but. <sighs> I do and I don't. I want people to, like, lift and be strong and feel Mm -hmm. good about themselves. But at the same time, like, I love to be in there by myself and just fuck it up on my own. But I was in there, like, with this confidence today because, like, you you have figured out to, maybe not necessarily even in your own head, but to Mm -hmm. a point, like, how to do all these things that we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, like, tapped into me, like, you can do that too. Well, I think that that's what I love so much about the ladies of fortress yes is that shout out to every single one of you i 
I, I feel like people won't believe like how absolutely wonderful it is, but it's this group of women who hold space for each other. Yeah. And I think that that's what you're saying is like, when someone else is holding their own space, it's easier to hold your own. It's so tempting to want to shrink. Yes. To not be visible. And that's... So I could talk about this all the time. And actually, that's my ploy for getting a two-part episode. Is <laughs> if I just talk for like an hour, then you can't edit it all out and you'll have to give me two. So not only will I be your first guest, I'll be your first like, you know, two-part. Two um... Twofer, threefer. But that was another part of the power, not only of doing boudoir and photographing and creating art with yourself. Like, we all grow up, again, I'm showing my age here, but, like, I had Teen Magazine. I had J14, and I had, was it Bop? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's that was okay after my time. Okay. But... Um, you know, like Teen Magazine is featuring like how to get the perfect perm. Like this is what we're talking about, right? Like oh, I'm never something I read up on. <laughs> but you know, you grow up and you see all of these images of these other girls and women and it's not you. And what I love, again, is just so powerful to make yourself the main character, to make yourself your own image of what beauty is this speech so you not speech this this conversation Mm -hmm. you gave this to me about three i don't know i was at your house it was before indie well it's because i'll tell anyone who listens like oh my god you deserve to be fucking gorgeous so when i'm having a bad self-image day Mm -hmm. which every single person in the world out there has do not let social media fool you but when i'm having a bad self-image or whatever I every single time I go back to but you are the fucking main character so go out there and Mm -hmm. act like it Mm -hmm. like yes you're having a bad day maybe your anxiety is bad today maybe your depression is bad Mm -hmm. today for us ADHD plays into sometimes weeks and months and so does other mental health issues but so okay so like my birthday okay Mm -hmm. the night that we went out I probably changed 25 times like, you know, 25 times for 25 years. I could not find anything. And I had this outfit plan and it just, like, wasn't looking the way I wanted oh, it to. There's, like, memes and, about this. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, like, having this just... And I sat myself down on the edge of my bed and I was, like, not... It's your birthday. So not only are you the main character every day, but you are the fucking main character. You are the super villain tonight. You're not just the villain. You're the super villain. So fucking put your shit on and go out there and do it. And I go back to that this this conversation every time of like, you're the main character. If you think about your life as a book, and we all do because we mm-hmm. talk about, oh, well, that chapter of my life. Okay, so you're thinking about your life mm-hmm. as a book. Mm-hmm. You're the main character. It's your fucking book. Mm-hmm. So... Why would you make the main character of a book someone who, with all these negative things around mm-hmm. them, you're not going to, if you're making a life story about somebody, mm-hmm. it's going to have a happy ending. It's, you know, so think of yourself as that. Put yourself yeah. in that main, and it, it's completely changed the game for me, yeah. even on maybe the days that I have to fake it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still like, you know what? I am the main character. Pretty fucking great. This is my story, and this can go any way that I choose for it to. Mm -hmm. Right now, what am I gonna write in the next sentence? And Mm -hmm. it it changes the game for me every single 
time. Yeah, because it's you have power in that moment to create your reality. And you know what? Like day in, day out life can be kind of monotonous and it's creating these special moments for yourself, like romanticizing your life. And I know I'm a Pisces and uh, we are like dreamers and we're okay, off so in the Okay, so funny story. I don't remember which... So Jack is a Pisces and you have what a... Taurus moon. Taurus moon. I am a Taurus with a Pisces moon. So we're like, that's when you see us call each other that yin and yang. yang. That's why. Okay, sorry. I had to I had to get that in there. <laughs> so yes, Pisces, they are romantic. Yes. They- I am a romantic and I, you know, but creating these moments where it's like, okay, it's beautiful and I'm going to have the window down and I'm going to blast my favorite song and it changes everything. You have power to create the life. And the feeling of life that you want. Yeah. That's, yeah. Tapping into that is every day. And like you said, it gets monotonous sometimes. Mm-hmm. But even if it's for five minutes. Yeah. You you play the main character and like, okay, this is who I am. <laughs> and on today's adventure, I am blaring. I shouldn't refer to that song, but I am blaring this. <laughs> I am blaring this song at the top of my lungs, mm-hmm. and it's like that is my favorite thing to do after work. I turn the mm-hmm. radio all my radio goes up to thirty. I literally will roll the windows down, turn it all the way up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "All right, everybody, pay attention to me. The show has begun." <laughs> like it's the goofiest thing, but it makes me feel so good. Even it's it's so I work in a different town, and so even if it's for twenty two minutes on the yeah, way home, like commute. it's now on the way to work. I um, play very angry songs, but it also puts me in that like okay, nobody's gonna walk all over me kind of mood. But regardless, in both situations, I'm still the main character. Mm-hmm. I'm still in control. I still have that power, mm-hmm. and that didn't exist a year ago. Yeah. And I think, you know, main character energy and that mindset is so important. And then also like something that changed for me like five years ago was like that self-talk and making sure that I am being like a good friend to myself. Yes. Like, are you, is the voice in your head, are you being kind? Do you say things to yourself that you would say to someone else? Like if you treat everybody wonderfully but you treat yourself like shit right and you know what it means to treat yourself well like what does that mean like I really had to sit down and think about what wasn't working for me and one of the the biggest things that wasn't working for me was my my tendency to want things to be black or white Mm -hmm. like and I used to do a lot of journaling. I don't anymore, but like I came to kind of refer to it as like living in the gray mm. and getting comfortable with complexity and um, things that don't seem to make sense or are in opposition of one another and starting to build trust in yeah. myself to navigate things that are are complex that are complicated that I can feel seemingly opposite ways about a situation and not viewing myself as a hypocrite but knowing that there are complexities at play and and trusting myself to navigate those with finesse and and I think 
um, that has served me so well in the last few years is just, it's, yeah, it's about grace and it's about trusting myself and knowing that it's not all or nothing. And that as long as I kind of continue to, to base my, my direction on honoring myself and being good to myself and knowing that I am absolutely worthy of everything that I want. And that changed the game for me. I've got to cut it off there because honestly, that's just the best place to cut it off at. Um, I am forever grateful that I got to have Jack on today. She's also going to be back on next week because this episode has a part two. And the part two is the funny side. It is us being absolutely hilarious. It is us being the purest forms of ourselves. It is us almost forgetting that there was a microphone in front of us for a little bit as the bird rant uh, comes on next week. Yeah, that's right. There's a rant about birds. Um, I let out a deep, dark secret on next week's episode, we get a little freaky. There might or might not be a mention of threesomes in next week's episode. <gasps> Scandalous, I know. So, here's the thing. Tune in next week. Watch, listen, watch. I'm used, we're gonna figure out the podcast thing eventually. Listen to next week's episode, okay? You're, it's gonna be hilarious and it's like, it's the funny stuff. It's me and Jack just being fucking hilarious, as we already are. If you want to know what it's like to hang out with us, tune in to next week's episode, all right? Guys, thank you so much again. Be sure that you like, share, tag, all of those things on Instagram, leave ratings. Um, it helps me get this thing off the ground. It's already skyrocketed, but we got to get it to outer space, okay? I love you guys literally so fucking much. Like, you have no idea how big and exploding my heart is for you guys, okay? Have the best fucking weekend ever. Have the best fucking week ever, and I will see all of you beautiful bad bitches next week in the banter and the bullshit. I love you. Goodbye.